Hello, my name is Leon Lothbrook, and welcome to A Work in Progress. Today, I am joined by a friend of mine named Catherine. Um, so, yeah, I kind of... I don't know, I, I was not 100% sure on what I wanted to do for the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just, I don't know, I keep seeing so many posts online that are talking about, you know, people getting really pissed off that places are, like, understaffed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are working at these understaffed places and being like, yeah, shit sucks right now. Um, and I know you currently are working for Mart of the Wall, uh, and so I thought that we could talk today about mismanagement Mm -hmm. and, like, just issues with those giant, like, corporate structures where, you know, like, you, you know how management is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so feel free to introduce yourself, and then let's just get right into it, I guess. Hey guys, I'm Catherine Brooks. I've been working at Walmart for, I think, like six months now, and I primarily work at the electronics department, or that's what I hired myself as. (laughs) So, okay, so let's expand on that first, is you got hired to do electronics, Mm -hmm. um, but you generally, or you aren't always doing electronics? No, no, um, no no one who works in their department, unless you're like a cashier primarily, you're mm-hmm. always walking around anywhere, so. Okay. Yeah, so um, I worked at Walmart technically for like a month. Um, and yeah, that was kind of my experience too, was I got hired for one specific thing and then just also kind of got plucked away from that. Mm-hmm. And they would just, like, tell me, hey, go do this thing. And I would be like, but this manager said for me to do this. And they're like, I don't care. Go do this thing. Um, so what what are some things, then, that are expected of you that weren't in your job description? I think, so, like, my first day, I primarily... My, my first day, like, in the area, mm-hmm. I primarily did the electronics, but the second day I got pulled to do, like, apparel, and I just had to, like, zone, which is just, like, push all the items, refold clothes, and do all of that, because they were super short-staffed mm-hmm. at the time, and do that. Other things I had to do was, like, work in cosmetics, where, uh just doing the same thing like getting items putting them away uh, telling customers what we have and don't have Mm -hmm. um and then when we're really busy i have to be pulled up front to cashier Mm -hmm. and i don't know like coming at this from a customer point of view that just seems super inefficient because if you got hired to do the electronics section you would think that would mean oh hey this person probably knows something at least about electronics but if you're getting pulled to do, you know, cash or, um, you know, like, what happens if you're just shitty at math? 
Like, <laughs> you know, or like, like I know nothing about fashion or apparel or clothing. Like, if someone asked me, you know, hey, what material is this? I, I think I would just die. No, there was like a time where. When I was doing apparel, which is, like, I don't do apparel anymore because I feel like one of the, like, leading managers realized I was, like, a dunce. <laughs> just done. Because customer was asking me about, like, this piece of fabric. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't generally work at this department, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, okay, moved on. But whatever I have to do with, like, cashiering, I, like, I'm not really fast at it because, like, I'm not accustomed to, like, check out more than like mm-hmm. 10 items or whatever so like i'm just working at my like own speed and like customers can pick up really fast and they're like oh, it must be your first day i'm like ah, no i don't normally work in this why are you here then uh because you're here yeah <laughs> i don't know what you want from me yeah no totally because I, I feel like within working at like walmart or something uh even with that there's like a distinct difference between the retail side and the customer service side mm-hmm. because and i feel like people don't really talk about that that much but like someone restocking shelves or you know just like doing like walking around electronics making sure you know everything's going okay and trying to do like your closing tasks that's something very different from having to be talking to the customer and like speedily getting them out the door um you know very different things are like prioritized with that i mean like i guess you know both have um like an element of trying to go quickly with it but in different ways you know like with checkout you want to minimize conversation and just like try to get get it done because you know there's almost always someone standing right behind them thinking oh my god why won't she shut up just go because everyone's just trying to get out whereas if someone is you know trying to figure something out about a camera or something that that's going to be a very different situation and you know that sort of being pulled to do something that you were not trained to do that was the other thing with walmart was I got next to no training. Uh, yeah, you never knew. When when I worked there, um, so I I got hired and immediately busted my foot. So I got hired to do online shopping where basically I would be given a list of things on this little phone app thing. Uh, and then it would tell me what section to go to and I would pick out that thing. Mm-hmm. And then put it into the cart, and then it would get all bagged up for people to come and pick up their online orders. Um, and cool, I did that for like two shifts, and then busted my foot and couldn't be walking that much. So then they just like didn't know what to do with me, so they just plopped me on a stool as a greeter. And like, okay cool uh yeah so i'm just like sitting here just being like hey guys <laughs> welcome to walmart put on a fucking mask like <laughs> don't no don't that's not an invitation to walk closer to me and okay yeah sure that doesn't really need much training but then like 
the next day they kind of realized, oh, hey, we're basically just paying this person to sit here. We need to make sure that they're doing something. So they gave me a tablet to like keep track of how many people are in the store coming in and coming out because that's apparently a very, very important thing. Um, I got like yelled at because I miscalculated the size of a family once. Uh, no, that was a legitimate thing. Was <laughs> was I was sitting there on my that fu- family of six was actually a family of nine. <laughs> no, like I was sitting there on my fucking stool, and as a family of like four came in, one person walked out, and I didn't know that there was a manager standing over my over my shoulder behind my my stool, um, and so four people came in, one person came out, so I just hit three plus. You know, I did that math in my head, because I can do some math. Um, and the manager was, like, pissed off that I didn't put in plus four minus one, and that I just did plus three instead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why Why does it matter? And he's like, because we, we need to know who's coming in and who's going out. It's like, I'm not taking their names. <laughs> we don't know who these Robert people are. Or family of four. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Like, what? How? And it's also not as if, like, we're keeping track of... Like, like, the only thing that matters is the net amount of people that's in the store for fire safety or whatever the fuck it was for. You know, it, it's not like we're actually keeping track of how like when these people are coming in what they're doing um but yeah they gave me no training on that app or anything and then they would get mad at me for like not walking around and shit when i was very clearly given a stool Uh, (laughs) by management they gave me that stool and then they got mad when i wouldn't like walk outside in the rain and or snow to uh to get carts that were left there even though there was another person that was already doing that um but yeah so walmart not not the greatest job um but definitely the biggest issue that i had while i was there and that i've heard you talk about has been management like so like let's start with like the first red flag you know okay orientation you're sounding like a real podcaster right now first first off red flag um which is orientation. You get, yeah. once you're like hired, you get an email saying, okay, your orientation is going to be at three o'clock. And that's it. It doesn't tell you where to meet, where's mm-hmm. the, lo- like, where at Walmart you're meeting, or like who to talk to about where to go. And so you're just walking around aimlessly before you're like, oh, I should probably talk to a worker, right? Yeah. And even then they're like, oh, you're going to have to wait by the bathroom, by the management office where someone mm-hmm. gets you. And then you're just standing there for like 20 minutes and they're like oh wait there's an orientation today like you didn't know yeah yeah so that was that was definitely my experience as well was i luck i was lucky enough that you were already working there so i could ask you like hey where do i go for the orientation but even still like you told me and i still could i still didn't really know where that was like (laughs) you're like yeah it's the bathroom in the back i'm like where the fuck's a bathroom in the back but i got there and it was very it was very much that was a manager going oh there's an orientation today oh okay wait right here and then he disappeared for like 10 minutes and i'm still just like standing next to where people are taking shits like i (laughs) I, um 
And then I did get in there, and it was, like, useless. Like, they told me, oh, yeah, the person who does orientations is on vacation right now. Or no, 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 she wasn't on vacation. She had COVID. (laughs) She was like, yeah, she's gone for another week. She has COVID. And I'm like, so why are we doing orientations right now, then, if the only person who's trained to do this is not here? They're like, well, we have to hire people. I'm like... Okay, but, but like, everything about that was completely useless because we did the first orientation, and then a week later they made us redo an orientation. So that first day that I was there for, like, four hours also mm-hmm. is a long-ass day. I, orientation is, like, four hours. It's mostly just you sitting there, and I don't know how they're supposed to go. I should say that. I, I don't know how orientation is supposed to go. But the way that it went was that I sat there for like four hours, filled out a very minimal amount of paperwork, and then at one point they walked us around the store. And that's all that happened in four hours. Um, And then like a week later when Orientation Lady was there, uh, she didn't give us a full orientation. She's like, oh yeah, you should have done this, this, and this. We didn't. But she's like, you should have done this, this, and this, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but all of the paperwork that he had you do was wrong. You need to do all this paperwork again. And also, uh, I'm going to get mad at this random, uh, this random girl because they scanned her things, uh, like her, her ID and stuff wrong. And she came back today and we didn't tell her that she needed to bring her ID back. So she didn't. And I'm going to be really pissed off about that. Because I need that ID right now. Even though she doesn't start for another four days. I need it right now. And I'm going to be exclusively angry at her. It's definitely not a race thing. It was probably a race thing. But, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> the, the orientation manager just seemed really uh, kind of yeehaw. Yeah, yeah, she was. And, uh, and that... That girl was from, I think, like, Sudan or something. So my orientation was not yours, but, uh, because she was there. (laughs) But what I wish I had known was that orientation was going to take three hours. Mm. I'm so used to, like, a job, like, training thing being, like, 20 minutes. Like, 20 minutes stops. Live your best life. Then you're shooted out the door. But, like, when I was told, like, yeah, you're going to do, like, three hours today, then three hours the next day. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I was like, fine. And then you watch Walmart. And it's the general message is Walmart's a family. Giant red flag. Yeah. Any any business that says we're a family. Yeah. Like, you just know you're going to hate your own life there. Um, And then <laughs> we turned in our paper slips and whatnot. And then we did, like, online training videos, which are, like, utter BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the shooting, the shooting v- video was, oh, like... fucking wild. <laughs> was, like, me... I thought of 13 reasons why when I was watching that. Yeah, so... Uh. They... They give you... Like, they make you watch these videos of what to do in a mass shooting. And that was something I was not prepared for at all. Um, Because I've mostly worked in food service. Uh, Not not like any 
major retail or, or anything like that before. Um, and I was just not prepared for them to be like, yeah, here are signs for you to look out for that, like, your uh, co-workers might be planning to fucking kill you. And it was like, holy shit, okay. Um, not, was not expecting that, um, but cool, I'll watch out for Greg. He, he's, he's been acting kind of, kind of spooky lately. He might want to kill us. Because Deborah in accounting didn't didn't take his number. I, I don't know that, but like it it gave us uh, some of the examples. Like most of them actually were not about what to do in a shooting in a store. Like it from, was in an office. Yeah, it was almost exclusively like corporate settings that they were telling. Like, do they think that we're training to work for Walmart corporate? I'm confused. I don't know. Um, and then, like, they would make you... They would ask you questions at the end of the trainings. And if you fucked it up, they'd make you redo the entire video. Mm-hmm. And the one that I kept messing up was this stuff about, like, the different code names, like, for chemical spills. Oh, yeah. And, like bomb threat that was another one was there's bomb threat training uh that they encouraged us to read through in a manual i i didn't but no one no no one no one reads the manual but yeah it was it was hours of me just sitting on a very uncomfortable chair with headphones that didn't really work uh watching videos about how working here will drive my co-workers to want to shoot me uh not yeah not can you not, believe that's the last video you even watch though is the shooting one yeah fucking wild uh oh in another thing that i wanted to touch on uh that you mentioned about the how walmart's a family the way that they it's almost cult like that yeah um because like in that room there's a bunch of computers and at least the first time that you're in there, there's going to be a lot of downtime while the manager is, like, coming around and trying to get everyone on the thing. So I was just, like, looking around in the room, and there's a bunch of, like, uh, like pictures on the wall talking about, like, the founding of Walmart and stuff like that. Yeah. And the way that everything is phrased is, like, it sounds like a grandfather talking about his glory days. And then Sam Walton did this. And it's like, why do I care? (laughs) Holy shit. You're not crossing the Delaware. You're founding a multi-billion dollar industry that just oppresses workers. Like, you're not giving me enough money for me (laughs) to care about when you hit your first billion dollars a year. I don't care. Oh, one of the main reasons I quit was there was next to no COVID protections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there were basically no COVID protections. Um, would you Would you like to talk about what it's like to work in retail during a global pandemic? So, like, back when, like, masks were supposed to be, like, mandatory, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart still did not have a thing about what to do when customers just refused to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of my coworkers, like, he has asthma right now. So, he, had, like, he was like, hey, sir... 
want a mask? Well, I I, re I would require that you wear a mask. And it's this customer pulls out his phone right away and starts recording him. Blah, blah. And he's like, you're, you're coming into my, you're, what? What was it? You're invading my American rights. Blah, blah. Invading. Right. Violating. There we go. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> it was you fucking up the word, not him being a dumbass. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Either way, he's being a dumbass. And he records. He records the conversation with my coworker, and he's, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, uh, my manager just like sees this whole debacle, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and after he like calms the customer down, he like pulls, uh, my co my coworker aside, and he's just like. You cannot just say Walmart requires, blah, 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 we don't. If customer doesn't want to wear a mask, he doesn't have to wear a mask. This is going to be like one of your strikes. Uh, we can't, we cannot be messing with customer satisfaction. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he like, he went home for the day after that. <laughs> like just so peeved and like everyone's like, oh, he's going to quit, blah, blah, blah. He got fired comes back he's just like i just couldn't deal with that yeah but like i was just like thinking that whole time like homeboy has asthma he has like a genuine genuine reason to <clears throat> ask him to wear a mask and like walmart's supposed to be like mandatory so i don't know like, what this whole like you can't just be doing this mm. i don't yeah. know it's just like a miscommunication at that point no yeah totally um so I had like one or two experiences with that while I was being the stool greeter. Um, and it, cause like there's, there's a quote unquote sanitation station or something like when you walk in and there's like hand sanitizer and a box of masks and stuff. And I, I talked to this manager and, um, and I was like, you know, what, he, he always seemed like decently chill about stuff, but I asked like, what do I do? And he's like, well, we can, we can, we can tell them, hey, we have free masks right there. And I'm like, what if they don't want to take the mask? And he's like, well, step away from them. <laughs> like, just stay away. Cause we're, we can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. Like. I I kind of just treated it like it was the cooties. <laughs> yeah. I you know, uh one lady in particular came in and she I said, you know, oh hey, we we have masks right there. And her response was that she didn't have to wear a mask, one because she's an American, but two because she has anxiety and asthma. Like, wow, your anxiety and asthma are really going to suck when they combine with COVID-19. Like, that's that's going to be a really bad time for you, Deborah. Yeah, so just not great. Um, speaking of illness, then, the point system. Oh, I everyone hates the point system. So, everyone. Walmart... <laughs> you don't mind if I... Oh, go ahead. So, Walmart has a thing. This is probably, like to prevent slackers and whatnot just because 
uh, a point system where if you call in sick, blah, blah, you get a point. And before COVID, you used to get nine points. And then, like, uh, we ignored the point system during COVID because, like, you didn't know. And then it came back after October. Um, and the points... But they changed it instead of nine to five. And, like, very quickly, people reached, like, five points. Either they just called in a lot or, like, genuine sickness. And... I like, I could respect the point system if it was at nine points because like, yeah, four, four days out of the year I, I get sick or maybe like a week, call it a day, then two days I decided I'm, I'm not with it. Um, but it's five and I was, I had like gotten a really bad cold like a couple weeks ago so I had to call in for a couple days and now I'm up to four points and I can't miss anything now. Mm-hmm. But I really hate the voice of them. Yeah. So to specify five points and you are fired. Just without question. Five points. Um, Yeah. I... The the first, like, major, major red flag for me was when I got my foot injury. Uh, Or no, actually before that. uh, Wait. No, this was because of the foot injury. So I was in a boot and, you know, whatever, not having a good time. But I was still trying. I I hadn't been given my stool yet. Mm -hmm. So I was still trying to walk around the entirety of Walmart and get people their groceries for them. And uh, I did, like, four hours out of a six-hour shift. And then one of the managers was like, hey, you've been doing really great today. Why don't you go home early since I know that your foot's been bothering you? And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Yes, that sounds so good. And so I went home and then like two days later, I looked. They gave me a half a point for that. Oh, that's something in the system. That's what the system does. Right. You have to talk to a manager. I did. It never got taken away. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I got sent home that day. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll fix that. Never got fixed. Um, and then beyond that, uh, just the, the entire way that they have calling in set up is the most inhuman thing. Like there's, you're a number. Yeah. There's, yeah, you are literally, they give you an employee number. I don't remember what, what it's actually called. Like you're the Walmart helpline. Yeah. You, you call the Walmart helpline. Walmart sick line. Sorry. Yes. And, um. Yeah, and you can explain if you'd like. Um, so basically, the Walmart sick line is you get an automated voice, and it's like put in your employee number, put in the social securities, la da da, you put in your birth date as a confirmation. And then it'll give you options like are you calling in due to COVID? Are you calling in just because you're sick? Are you calling in for like family emergency? Or if you're calling in for weather? Um, and then all of them you get a point for except for the weather one which bless because uh, I, I called in a lot because I have like a tiny boy car and she cannot survive the winter mm-hmm. for the life of her but the Walmart sick line is just so in case you're it makes sure you're not a no call no show 
Because then you get two points instead of the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the point system is just terrible. I, and and for me it was especially bad because they never gave me my number at orientation. Oh, it was supposed to be written down on a piece of paper. Yeah, they didn't write that down for me. So I had the piece of paper. There was just no number on it. Like, that area was just left blank. So I I was sick. Uh, temperature of, like, 102. It, it didn't end up being COVID. It was just, like, a flu thing. Um, but, so, I was supposed to be there at 8 a.m. Uh, so I was up until, like, 4 a.m. Just trying to figure out how to fucking call in. Because I didn't want two points. So... Because I, I determined at, like, midnight, like, okay, I'm going to have to call in. And then I called them and then realized, oh, shit, I don't have the number. So I hung up and just started looking around. Finally, I figured out a way of doing it because of, like, a Reddit post from, like, two years ago or something. Dang, at orientation, they have you save the phone the number in your phone. They never gave me the number. And I was like, I don't know. I still got the point. I didn't get the two points, though. And then eventually, like a few days after that, I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do Walmart anymore. And I just stopped showing up. And, and I didn't even get, like, a notification from Walmart that I had been fired or anything. Just like... You just, you, yeah, they just take on the schedule. Yeah, That's how you know. Yeah, they didn't do anything. Um... And then, yeah, that's when I started at Pizza Hut, which that's a whole other story. A whole other story. It's that, a new episode. Yeah, that'll be a different episode. Because um, I, I really want to talk about the ins and outs of pizza delivery um, and all the issues that I have with it. But um, so one other shared experience that we have, though. Is that we have both worked at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> was McDonald's your first job? It was. It was my first job. It was not my first job. It was my first fast food job. And it was definitely my first, like, serious job. The one that wasn't just, like, washing dishes twice a week. It was my first serious job. Uh, I did, like, uh, technically not four years because I was... For the last, like, two and a half of that, I was only there part of the year. Um, but I was technically in the system for four years, uh, from 2016 till 2020. When did you work at Walt... Or, when did you work at uh, McDonald's? I worked at 2016, yeah. Okay. August 2016 to November of 2016. Okay, so just a couple months. Yeah, it was not long. No, yeah, you you, probably, you made the smart decision. I, I made the poor decision of getting attached to everyone that I worked with and becoming really good friends with everyone. And then if I was like sick or something, I would get really, I would like beat myself up. Cause I'm like, I am fucking over everyone that I work with. And like, <laughs> it's so bad, you know? Cause the thing about Walmart is, or Jesus, not Walmart. The thing about McDonald's is like most people that work there at some point or another have gone into the cooler or freezer just to cry 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 like a legitimate thing. Is I would ask someone like, "Yo, where did this person go? Where did Jerry go? He's supposed to be on. He's supposed to be on the line." It's like, oh, he's he just dealt with a really big order. He's just crying in the cooler for a minute. He'll be back soon. We'll get him some Sprite. He'll be okay. It's like it's always the McDonald's Sprite. The McDonald's Sprite hits different. That's the one criticism, or that's one thing I can't criticize. That and their Coke. Their their coke. Their coke is gross, man. <laughs> We're ending the podcast. This is, um, this no, is the but first and last episode. First and last episode. We're done. Uh, thanks, Ron- I'd like to thank Ronald McDonald. Uh, Stop. The coke that runs through my my veins. That syrupy goodness. Um, no, but yeah, uh, that or we had this one manager who. She disappeared on us at one point for like 10 minutes. We didn't know where she went. And I was like, holy shit, it's her shift. Did she go home? No, her car's still here. Where is she? And then uh, luckily it wasn't like the dinner rush anymore. It was over. It was that kind of lull between like 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. where we're just trying to clean up before the night shift people get there and just bitch at us. (laughs) Um, And she was just gone. We didn't know where she went. And I went back into the back uh, storage area to get some more, like, spoons or something. And I just heard some, like, faint K-pop playing. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I, they, they have these, like, giant rolling racks that they keep all of their um, inventory on. And I opened one of them. And what she had done is the big boxes that contain like uh the drink or not drink carriers the uh like soda cup boxes she had torn off the top bit of it and had just crawling inside of it and was just sitting there like weeping listening to to bts (laughs) and if that's not like the summary of what it's like to work at mcdonald's i don't know what else is um one time i i noticed that like nobody so i got promoted to management uh when i turned 18 (laughs) not to flex but um yeah (laughs) i was making 11 dollars an hour (laughs) fuck you kimberly um but anyway (laughs) yeah so i i got promoted to management at 11 at jesus at 18 uh and yeah, I, I never ran shifts uh, because I, like, made some mistakes and had some health and mental health issues that prevented management from wanting to put me completely in charge of the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I called... Or, no, um, I... I had, like, a panic attack or something after a family member died. Oh, my God, this reminds me of a different story. Okay, <laughs> hold on to it. Um, I had, like, a panic attack because I had found out that a family member died or something. And I was like, I I need to go home for the night. I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. Like, I was crying and I was just not having a good time. And they shut down the store for that night because they're like, we can't do it without without him because it's only like two people otherwise and we can't we can't do that uh any other time that it would be just two people it'd be perfectly fine but uh regional manager heard 
that the store was shut down for like a couple hours because I wasn't there. And they wanted to fire me because they estimated that I lost them like $600 in profits or something like, yeah, you know. Um, so they wanted to fire me. My GM, luckily, was pretty chill dude uh, and managed to convince them not to. But that was enough that the promotions kind of stopped right there. They didn't want to move me up too much because they determined that I was like a risk or something. Um, but yeah, so what was your story? <laughs> this does not have to do with McDonald's at all. So just It's like... okay. We can we can always cut it if it's absolute garbage or something. <laughs> no, okay. So back back when I worked at like AMC theaters, mm-hmm. one of our like one of our uh, fellow sister theaters, their all their employees quit, Good and all of their all of their employees except for like two three, uh, three employee all their employees quit, and along with half of their management. Mm-hmm. So, we had to pull people from my theater, because, like, we were just thriving, mm-hmm. um, to go work for them. And it would it would be, like, an extra 30-minute drive, but we were compensated for that, mm-hmm. for, like, the, the hour of that drive, along with gas. We were given, like, an extra 40 bucks for gas, and I was like, huh, that couldn't give me two trips. <laughs> so, but at the time, I was, like, uh, a team lead, doing my own thing, um... But I had, the first night I just like, I was like working by myself along with my GM manager, Mm. but like he was fixing um, a lot of mistakes that the other managers were making because the managers did not have like their money organized at all. Um, Did not have their money organized at all. And there was just like papers upon papers everywhere but not organized so he was like i need to deal with that i was like i i wasn't mad i i totally understood but i hit a rush and he gave me a walkie and he was like call me if you need me and i was like yeah i i need you to get down here right now and like he comes back like 20 minutes later like helps with it but like the next day i just wanted to paint like how awful it was um the next day one of the uh managers the female, a female manager, I don't remember her name, so let's just call her Natalie. Um, Natalie came into work and introduced each other. We talked about how long we've worked at AMC. We've been working at the same time, but like she got promoted a lot higher because there was just less. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what happened to our like main manager. They say he's on vacation. And our GM, Pete had told me to keep it a secret that uh, their main manager had also quit. But she was a very fragile girl. That was his wording. And two other employees had came in that actually worked in that little like store they had, had came in and they made a joke about it. And she snapped at them so fast. She's like, that wasn't funny. I had a mental breakdown. I was crying a lot. That little walkout that everyone did was not at all funny at all. You shouldn't joke about it. And they're like 16-year-old boys, right? Mm. So when you see a woman in her 20s, like, scolding you when you're, like, 16, you're natural... Natural? You're... Teenagers are assholes, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah you're naturally... Just, yeah. Your reaction is to laugh. 
Haha, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> You're 20. <laughs> Bite the dust already. Okay, and boomer. She had went upstairs. I was just like, okay. And he was like... <sighs> How old were you at this point? I, I was 19. Okay. I was still... I had came home from college. It was a break. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. So so we knew each other at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... And I just, I had like, I told them what to do. I was like, okay, so I'm going to need you to start popping popcorn primarily, make bags, do all that. And I told the other one, I was like, you're going to be primarily on the cash register. I'm just going to be doing like running back and forth because I just had to go to check theaters and do accounts and whatnot. Um, And they kind of just looked at me funny. And like, you can get a sense when there was poor management and they're like, who are you to tell us what to do? And I was like, Hi, I'm actually in a higher position than you. Guess what? We're going to start doing things different. Because when I was told to go over there, I was told to first help out train the new trainees. Second, um, break the bad habits of old employees. Um, And then I also had to train a manager on what his job needed to be Mm -hmm. and how he needed to... even though it's really easy, how even if he's doing something, he has to come down and make sure that everyone's doing their job or else, like, you're going to get, like, not a speed thing. Because, like, McDonald's and, like, a lot of, like, teenager... um, That's not the word I want to use. Like, saturated jobs. Yeah, saturated jobs. It's all about speed, proficiency, customer service. Mm. So... I felt like I should have been paid more than $9 an hour if I was training a manager. Um, Yeah. And it was, like, new employees are so easy to work with because they're people pleasers, especially if it's their first job. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to take advantage of newbies, and you'll get that sense at Walmart, too, um, versus people who consider themselves veterans, especially the boys who... uh, decided not to quit because they thought oh now we're better and i don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. when it came to like the last hour the last two hours of the shift i was like okay we're gonna start closing now i'm we're gonna start cleaning so i can get you all out of here and i'm just gonna do my own thing blah blah when i had them start cleaning and whatnot and telling them how to clean i i took like the biggest job and left them with the small ones and what they did instead was left for the night. Once it hit 8 o'clock p.m., there were no movies running. They went home. And I was just like, great. Okay. <laughs> Solid. Uh, I reported that because I was peeved. Oh, yeah. Because by them leaving, I had to stay there like an extra two hours. I think I remember you telling me this story after <laughs> yeah. it happened. Because you were, you were pissed. I... I was so annoyed. I was like, crying, crying, because they, that uh, department also we were having an inspector come in too. Yeah. So things had to be cleaned, organized. Uh, we were also having like a sewage guy came in because there was like an eggy smell, and they, I don't know why, but like the new the new manager, the he was, nude manager, the new. The, like, the new manager, mm-hmm. uh, he was just like, what is that smell? And I worked at, I worked at, like, a McDonald's and now an AMC for, like, a really long time, three years. 
And I was like, yeah, the sewage pipe is probably clogged, so we're probably gonna get that cleaned. He's like, no, it's not necessarily the sewage pipe. It could be a numerous other reasons. I'm like, smell that eggy smell? Like, <laughs> that really rotten, you can picture in your mind, it's green eggy smell right there. That's a sewage. This, rem- a this reminds me pipe. of another McDonald's story. Not once, not twice, but I think like actually like four different times while I worked at McDonald's, uh, did I have to go into the bathroom to clean shit off the walls? Yes. That's just, so that's just a thing that happens, um, is people, because when you work at McDonald's, the general population does not view you as a person. Um, no. I I have so many McDonald's stories that will come out throughout the uh, the duration of this podcast. Uh, far too many for me to tell in probably even two or three hours. Uh, I, but like that was one of the things that was like the first time it happened, it was shocking mm-hmm. to me anyway. And then the second time it happened, it was like, oh, so this is just like part of the job is people will uh like i went in to the men's bathroom Mm -hmm. and i didn't see anything at first i smelled something didn't see anything and then i opened the stall so our bathroom had one urinal one stall and one sink and that was it and the stall was against the back wall and it took up the entirety of that wall and i opened the door and there was shit just on the floor like a pile of it and then it was smeared (laughs) it was smeared on all of the walls and some also on the door handle and i was like i don't even know like i'm 16 at this point i don't even know what chemicals i should use uh because that's fire fire, yeah kill with fire um because i was just like this is who would like who does that yeah and there were like handprints like this was a this was a man-sized man uh or at least like a very large teenager and i i ended up just like going back and throwing, like, every single chemical that we... This was a bad decision, by the way. Don't mix chemicals that you don't know fully what they are. You could die or create mustard gas or any number of things. But I'm just, like, throwing degreaser in there, oven cleaner. Not <laughs> I, I, I put, like, every single chemical that we had into this concoction inside the uh, the boiling hot water that I used... Uh, in the um, in the mop bucket and then we threw away the mop head and then I had to go over everything again with like a spray bottle and a and a rag yeah and it that's not even like the worst story someone one time walked in on an old man peeing in the sink like a college boy yeah, but this was a like seventy or well, not seventy, like sixty no, something. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I've heard the stories. Like sixty year old uh, Vietnam vet, just like 
taken a leak in the sink. And that was when uh, our store was under construction, so we only had one bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they like they put a lock on the bathroom door itself so that it became a single-use bathroom so that it could be both a, a, a unisex bathroom. And this lovely lesbian couple walked in on this old-ass man taking a piss in the sink. Uh, and he was a regular. Like, I talked to him, like, four days a week. Like, I knew this man by name, had, you know, numerous conversations with him, just pissing in our sink. <laughs> so, yes, your, your uh, shit McDonald's story, though? Is this something that you personally had to deal with, or...? No, no, it wasn't. At the time, they were like, one of our little uh, Hispanic staff volunteered to do it, so I was, like, very blessed. Mm -hmm. But I just remember, like, thinking at, like, 16, like, why? (laughs) Who would do this? Yeah. No, but you know what, like, really pees me? Sorry Mm -hmm. to, like, everything changed it. You know what really pees me at, like, McDonald's? Mm -hmm. That, like, really made me want to quit mm. um, was that when you're working McDonald's, ignore the time you're supposed to leave. Because oh, yeah. you're not allowed to leave until if there's a rush while you're supposed to leave, you're not allowed to leave. And you're also not allowed to leave if the store looks like a tornado hit it. I remember being told, okay, all the countertops need to be cleaned. The store needs to be mopped, and then the trash needs to be taken out, and then you can leave. And by the time that I finished all those tasks, another rush showed up. Yeah. And then I had to deal with that rush, and then redo all my tasks, and then, like, it was a never-ending cycle. I remember being, like, a 11 to 8 person, and then they were like, I didn't leave until 11, like, 11 p.m. that night. And I was just like, ah. Yeah. I was generally a 2 to 10 person. Um... But that was basically meaningless. Because um, I would often have to come in early. Like, I'd get calls be like, hey, can you come in at you know noon or one or whatever? Cause Dang, I, I slept on those calls. <laughs> I, I was, like, in hindsight, far too loyal and far too kind yeah. with the people that I worked with. I cared way too much about that job. That job, like, I still have friends that I worked with from there that I still care about deeply but the context of that job was just like some of the wildest shit like we we would have calls people calling and saying like hey we're gonna be there in 15 minutes we need yeah we're gonna be there in 15 minutes we need 90 cheeseburgers and it's like okay first off I don't know if this is real or not yeah, I Second can't just off, make them. It's the lunch rush already. Like 90 cheese 90 cheeseburgers and they're like, "Yeah, it's my son's birthday party." I'm like, how many fucking kids are you having You're over? You're actually supposed to call in the day before. Like, oh, that never happened. Um, but like that's, you know, that's a they came and got it, but like that was ridiculous. Um, you know, just there was no Okay, but yeah, back back to your thing. Um, was that your schedule was more of a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're scheduled till 10 p.m., that just means you will get off 
at some point after 10 p.m. Um, sometimes it could be like 15 or 20 minutes if it's a really good night. But usually, at least for me, because, you know, transitioning to the overnight people, uh, there would usually be like between two and four overnight people, uh, depending on like time of year and what day of the week it was and everything like that. Um, and it also depend on if anyone had called in or anything like that, because they expected you to still function as a store with one person, mm-hmm. uh, being fully open drive through and then also adding on like seven hours worth of dishes and shit to do, uh, and preparing for breakfast. Uh, and they would just expect you to do that. My cousin got fired, uh, from McDonald's. He eventually came back to a different McDonald's, but he got fired because he was overnight manager and everyone called in on him and he was the only person there. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to close the drive through. I'll get the morning stuff done, but I'm not doing orders on top of this. And they fired him for it. Uh, and it was like, you know, they would get there like either 10 or 11 p.m. And you'd always feel, or like they would always try to make you feel like the asshole for asking like, hey, can I leave now? I know. Because like, you, I'd be like, yo, dude, I've done this, this, and this. The trash has been taken out. I've done yada, yada, yada. Uh, can I go now? And there'd be like three orders on the screen. And they're like, we are swamped right now. Really? You're going to just leave? And it's like, dude, you, it's I, I've, I've done my job. Like, boo-hoo, sorry. Um, but the longest shift that I ever had was 22 hours. No, 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 yeah. no. Because it was the day, so I, I, yeah. What was McDonald's paying you in order to do a 22-hour shift? The thing, okay, the, the... That was the last day of the week, and my validation for that was that of that 22-hour shift... You drank all the Sprite. (laughs) I drank a lot of Sprite that day, but like 18 hours of that was overtime, so time and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I... That was... Ronald's going to grab a gun for you. (laughs) Yeah, that that was like a really good check. But, like, that was the only good check that I had. Um, But, no, I worked that long because I came in to do, I think it was, like, a 10 to, or no, 11 11 to 7. Yeah. I was scheduled to do an 11 to 7, and then 7 o'clock came around, and we were still really busy, so I stayed a little bit longer. And then my manager, or the GM was there, and he's like, you know, tomorrow is our big, like, health inspection. And it's still kind of really shitty here. Everything is bad. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so if you wanted some extra hours, like you could stay for as long as you want and just clean. And then, you know, go home whenever you feel you're done after you do whatever off this list that you want to. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I could use some overtime. Like I want to buy a new TV or whatever it was. And uh, so I did that. And then the night kept going, and I was like, okay, I should go home. And they are like, but, you know, like, there's still so much stuff to get done, and I don't think we're going to get it done. And I was like, if I drive home right now, or if I drive home, like, an hour from now, 
I'm going to be too tired. I don't trust that I can drive home. Like, I am too tired. I need to and, and they're like, oh, that's okay. When my shift's over, I'll just take you home. And I fucking agreed to that. So I went in at 11 a.m. and I left at 9 a.m. the next day. And my GM came in at like 8.30. And he's like, holy... Well, no. First he was like, oh, you came in for an early shift? No, and I was what? like, no. I, I've been scraping gunk from behind the oven all night. And he's like, what the... He's like, first off, someone get him a coffee. Second off, get the fuck out of here. Clock out. <laughs> Clock out. And then, and then as I was leaving, he, was like, he like put his hand on my shoulder and he's like... Thank you, though. I appreciate that. Didn't give me a raise. <laughs> Didn't give me a raise. That And, yeah, that was the thing was McDonald's was notorious for they'll give you more responsibilities, but you will not get a raise. I technically, they put me through a workshop at one point. Um, so my, at that time, I was a shift lead in training. Ooh. And then they did, they made me do this, like, day-long workshop for kitchen management stuff specifically. And they're like, okay, now you're technically going to be called a production manager. And Fancy. it's like, cool, where's my raise? I This was not in the job description before. <laughs> I was not told I would be completely in charge of kitchen output and like training. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't told I was going to be in charge of any of that. Where's my raise? And they're like, well, we'll talk about that later down the line. You know what did get me a raise, though? When I threatened to quit. Yes! Oh, sorry. That's the thing, is if you're ever in a position where they tell you, okay, here's a new responsibility, ask <laughs> about compensation right away. Because if it's not something that was on your job description, you shouldn't be doing it. No matter what. And if they are going to still try to push that on you, that's fucking manipulation. Like, don't stand for that shit. Especially right now, uh, <laughs> where everyone is quitting mm -hmm. working in the food industry. Like, I, I don't know. I know you don't really use, like, Facebook or anything. But I know there's a lot of shit going around online of photos of, like, signs on restaurants saying, like... I've seen that, yeah. You know, we're understaffed. We're closed. Sorry. If that just were to spread a bit more... The steak and shake in West Des Moines quit because they're heavily understaffed. You know, days. if steak and shake were to close, I mean, that's that's a price I'm willing to pay. Like, I love steak and shake. It's fucking delicious. They have great shakes. Not so great steaks. But... Now I want to shake. I kind of want to shake, too. Maybe we'll get steak and shake. After this? No, I have D&D. &D. Oh, yeah, Damn. yeah. But anyway, uh, also, we just had Chinese food. <laughs> General strike. That's what keeps coming up in my mind recently is like if everyone just like didn't show up for a day imagine what would happen like people would lose their fucking minds i so badly i i just you know i'm very political um as you know as the audience probably knows by now um I've worked for several political campaigns, and I do a lot of reading on politics, on, you know, leftist, like, communist and uh, anarchist theory, and 
the one thing is like it's all about control and if we were to just yank that control away as workers uh they, they wouldn't know what to do because for the past 80 years workers in this country have been so obedient mm-hmm. you know it like new responsibilities are thrown at us all the time and we do it longer hours than what we've been told we're going to work are thrown at us we do it they don't give us like consistent scheduling at all ever that's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine is like i've had employers where i'm like this most recent one with pizza hut um i told them specifically hey i can't work wednesdays it's a religious thing i can't work wednesdays Okay, here's an eight-hour shift for Wednesday. It's like, no, I, I told you I can't do that. Okay, here you go. No, no, it's no, like, listen. I cannot do this shift. Okay, cool, so we'll see you at 3.30 on Wednesday. It's like, bitch, just... God. Back? Okay, so we are actually over an hour now. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I was going to share my last story. You Okay, this will be a good way to close out then. So let's start full circle. We're going to go back to Walmart. Okay. I used to work Tuesdays from 7 to 11. They're not long shifts. They were just so there could be a closer. Mm-hmm. And when I had shown up to work, the first thing I heard was, Oh god, thank god you're here. Um... There hasn't been anyone in this department almost all day. And I was like, I had blinked a lot. I was like, all day, all day. And I was like, okay. So the first thing I did was I helped customers. I immediately went back to Photolab and I noticed mm-hmm. that all the photos were bunched together. So then I was just, I was like, oh my God. I had like walked up front. I, I did a quick lap around the department and I was like, okay, no one's around. Walked back and just started like doing orders. But then like, I didn't realize that the orders were bunched up at the, like, how bunched up they were, because I thought maybe just someone piled it on top of each other. No, they were all mixed in together. So I had to look up different order names, look at all the pictures, and then, like, separate it from that. And a manager came up to me, and he was like, hey, there's a line of people waiting for you. Can you go help them? I was like, okay. I, he, apparently, you can't see this mess, but I can. Wow, I'm making this one up. So I walked up, helped everyone, and I was like, went back to photo lab, and I just started like sorting again. He's like, "Hey, do you not hear the phone ringing? Ringing? Someone's asking questions." And I'm like, looked at him again, and I'm like, "Okay, are you doing anything right now?" He's like, "Not really, no." And I'm like, "Okay, can you please help me sort out these photos, and I can help people up front?" I like I was answering question about like TV blah blah because no one can look online or do anything like that. <clears throat> um, there's not a computer within a vicinity, whatever. Um, and he, the manager, came up to me. He's like, "Yeah." After I hung up on the phone, he came up to me. He's like, "So photo lab's a mess. I I just didn't know what to do. So how about you just like." close that note because we need to have you focused on the store we need we need you to have you focused here and i was like i can't do that i the thing like what management tells you is not going to reach customer satisfaction because one of those orders the customer comes yeah and that's exactly what happened was a mom came in she wanted her baby photos and they were supposed to get cut 
And I didn't cut them because I was just like, blah, blah. I'm 20. This feels like an hour, but I'm 20 minutes into my shift and I'm sweating, panic sweating. <laughs> um, so I, I, I apologize profusely. And she's like, I need to speak to a management. This is unacceptable. I need to, I need a discount on these. And I was like, called my manager back he was able to give it to her blah blah uh afterwards like i went back to photo lab quickly i finally managed to sort out these photos within like 30 minutes and had them all packaged out brought them out mm-hmm. and then i one of my other co-workers came because he just got back from lunch i was like where have you been he was like they had me somewhere else i was like why so he was just like i saw that we're both electronics and it's really a mess right now so how about I do this half, you're gonna do this half, and hopefully we finish by tonight what we're supposed to do. And I'm like, yes. And then like, one of my managers came up to me, he's like, hey, did you know you're actually in this department? So we're gonna need you over there. And I'm like, um, it was office supplies. I was like, um, electronics is like really messed up. He was like, oh, but it's cool because Nate is here and he can handle it by himself. Electronics does not need two people to go and I was like okay fine I told him what I told Nate I was like hey I can't do this I, sorry to like but you're gonna do this all by yourself I'm gonna have to do this I like started over in that area because I was like if I just speed walk through everything I can get back and like do my own thing mm-hmm. and then like five minutes later he was like you need to come with me we're gonna hold a meeting with you and Nate I'm like right now right now we don't have time it's it's like 8 p.m the store is gonna close i need to make sure that we get all the way down here like and like when my managers came up like this meeting was utter bs utter bs one of my managers is like i can tell right now by looking at you guys that you don't hold walmart's values in your heart and i was just like what i can tell right away walmart is not your first priority i'm like bitch i'm a i'm a girl in college walmart is never going to be my first priority (laughs) walmart will not even be a third priority the 10th priority in my life maybe (laughs) maybe the 15th um she's just like everyone in your part department's been doing bad blah 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 there's obviously some poor leadership you guys aren't working that hard you aren't go-getters and I was extremely offended because, like, like I like I said before, I was a crew lead. I I was trained to break bad habits and make sure everyone was working proficiently, and then they can slack off. Like that's what I said. Make sure your area is good. If it's good, you can you can be on your phone. I don't care. I, yeah. No customers around. You're for sure. Everything's clean. Do your own thing as yeah. long as you're doing your work. I, that was like the bad habits you cannot be just be like okay there's no customers blah blah um so i was extremely offended because we were like the entire week we have been like putting away bringing in tvs putting them away like fixing our inventory count because it's been bad mm-hmm. and then like reorganizing shit and like knowing what to put on display and like especially with photo lab and whatnot and she had, like when she told me that i just knew like in my heart she just did not know what we did and i was she was like so explain to me like why you guys haven't been doing that good and we were silent for a minute and then i decided you know what i'm gonna speak up i told her everything we've been doing for the past week and like what we've been trying to accomplish and she's like 
still sounds like you guys could be doing better. So, okay, there's... And she's not, she's never worked in my department before. Yeah. She's actually like a front end manager. Mm. So. I think I probably know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crabby. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, so the thing is, is like, I think within any sort of job that's like retail or restaurant work or anything like that, there's like two different modes, right? There's mm-hmm. the there's like the actual like quote-unquote work mode that's like day-to-day stuff and then there's like the internal like political part of it yeah where what happens though is i think with people like her she's so focused on like the political side of it political is not the right word i don't know what word to use here because this is something that i've thought about for a while but i've never actually like tried describing to other people yeah but like right so She's very concerned with the management, with coming down and making sure that her authority is being... Enforcing her power. Enforcing her power, making sure that people are doing what she wants to be done. But the thing is, is, like, you can't really enforce that if you don't know what needs to be done. Like, you need to... and, And that's the thing, is, like, when you start a job... Like, when I started McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. I was concerned solely... With the day-to-day work. I was, you know, I was making sandwiches. I was doing dishes. I was, you know, doing customer service, whatever. And then eventually what happens is those things become second nature. And once those things become second nature, then you start thinking about, like, the quote-unquote political stuff with it. Of, like, maintaining like working relationships with these people and making sure that this person who hates this other person isn't yeah making sure that they don't have to interact that much because otherwise shit's just gonna hit the fan like there's this internal politics to it all within any sort of management system like that and if you are only concerned with that internal management like political side of things and you don't know how the working aspect of it works your input is going to be completely fucking useless Mm -hmm. because what you've just described is that you were working as best as you could in the day-to-day things like you know the electronic thing has become second nature and you're just trying to like balance the two you know like you're trying to handle customers but you're also trying to make sure that later on down the road, everyone isn't going to be fucked over because no pictures have been done. Yeah. Right? You're trying to balance the two, the the right now work and the stuff for later. And then what's happening is this person who's never worked in this department is telling you, oh, no, 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 you're all wrong. You need, because I'm the manager, so I should be concerned with the later down the road stuff. You need to be doing only the day-to-day stuff don't fucking concern yourself with it. You're, you know, it's almost like she thinks that you're like making yourself more important than you are or yeah. something. Well, what happened after that was, uh, sorry if you wanted to input more. Uh, no, we're good. What happened, like after she told me that, I could just, Nate and I kind of just looked at each other and we just like knew in our heads like, okay, she's not going to listen to us. 
so we're just gonna nod to whatever she says. Like, a great, um, like, me coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, after she, like, did that, how she ended it was, you know what? I know it's not your guys' fault. It's just your general department. And you guys are just in that cycle of it. She's like, yeah. she looked at me in the eye. She's like, you are not going to be able to finish your area because it's a mess. I've seen it. You won't finish it. And if you can't finish it, I'm allowed to hold, I'm allowed you to hold you longer. No, she's not. You know, yeah. Walmart has a thing where you're not allowed to stay longer. Like, yeah, it's no. tomorrow's problem. Like, um... And I had, I was laughing because I took a lap before in that department, and I like I I saw myself finishing it within an hour and a half. So she's like, "You're not even gonna finish it if I sent three people back there." And guess what? There are gonna be three people helping you. So if all of you can't finish it, it's gonna be tough. No one came to help me. No one at all came to help. With, like, where were the three people? Huh? Nowhere. <sighs> I like I sped round it, came finished it, and she was like, I can't believe you finished it all by yourself, blah blah blah. And I was like I just like nodded my head. Like I was like, if this bitch <laughs> this bitch says one more fucking word to me. <laughs> it's it's almost like you learn how to do the job and estimate how long it'll take you to do things when you've been doing the fucking job every day. I know. I like crazy, right? I was like, What do you mean three? I don't even need two people. Like it can be me solo. And afterwards, I zoned the other department. I zoned electronics because my other coworker just like dipped out. Um, he was still present. I just didn't know what he was doing. Like there were barely any customers that came by. Yeah. Um, just did his own little thing. So I like zoned the entire department. And he was like, I didn't want to say that to her, but she thought I, I helped you. Um, but you just zoned two departments by yourself. So thanks. And I was like, Yep, it's whatever. And, like, I just sped out of there, like, went home. I just... Ugh, hate her. <laughs> okay, so we are, like, 15 minutes Present. past the hour. Yeah. Um, this has been an absolute joy. I've really appreciated just seeing him, like, talking to you, hearing the stories, uh, being able to get this shit out here. Because, like, people oh don't... God, next time we can talk about Catlin. <laughs> yeah, next... That was something I thought we were going we should have made a list yeah we i really should have thought this through and like made a list of things um it's i, I a learning we, experience it's yeah cool. we can't really like get into it right now but we had a job that aside from walmart that we worked together that will come up again i will definitely i, I plan on it's how we met <laughs> <laughs> with Love crazy anti-vax lady <laughs> I I plan I love my lesbian chef. Yeah. I really hope to have you back on here soon. Um is there anything else that you would like to say before we get done tonight? I'm a hot 25-year-old who's single and ready to mingle. <laughs> Ooh, woo. <laughs> woo. Okay. So with that, have a good night everybody. Solidarity forever. The liberation of the working is the job for the worker alone so left two three so left two three to the work that we must do march on in the work